the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we get started on this 15th, the uh, Monday, I should say, the 15th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thank you so much for joining us. My oh my, what a weekend we just had. The President of the United States putting a little hot sauce on the rhetoric between the four freshman Democratic big mouths, big mouths, small IQs. Um, <laughs> and the rest of the country, quite frankly. The president responding to more of their nonstop criticism, their name-calling, their insulting of the president and his administration by insulting right back to them. And we have found out over the course of the last 24 hours or so, that's not acceptable. The president is the one who is wrong here, we are told, by responding in kind to nonstop Comparisons to Hitler, who runs death camps, who tortures children, who is a racist, who is a bigot, who is a homophobe. The President of the United States is supposed to continue to take all of those things in good, with good graces. Just sit back and let Alexandria Damasio Cortez call you all of those things. Sit back. And allow the radical anti-Semite Jihad Omar from Minnesota to continue to insult you and call you everything but a man. Allow Sharia Tlaib from Michigan to do the same. And of late, Ayanna Presley, the fourth member of this group of women, using their status as either sex, race, or ethnic minorities to attack the president with impunity. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. It is not an accident 
that none of the freshman women are Caucasians. The ones who have been using their little platform ever since they got to Capitol Hill to attack Donald Trump as being everything but a man all know that they they enjoy the protection of either their race, their religion, their ethnicity, or their status as a woman. Hence, all of these headlines that we're seeing today after the president issued his three-tweet tweet storm yesterday about these progressive freshman women uh, and their attacks on the United States government and his suggestion that perhaps they should go back and fix the governments from which they came. Now, of course, only one of them is from outside of the United States, so this is primarily aimed at Ilhan Omar, whom I call Jihad Omar. But nonetheless, every headline says what today? Trump tells minority women to go home. Trump tells minority women to deport themselves. Trump tells minority women to get out. That's the headline. The minority status is the most key status. I've talked about this ad nauseum. We'll continue to do so. To be a member of a protected class by either sex, sexual orientation, religion, ethnicity, or skin color is a great way to be a Democrat politician. You enjoy protected status. If I criticized Barack Obama for gun control calls, I'm a racist because he's got brown skin and I criticized him. It's not about his policy. You don't like the black guy in the White House. That's what we were told. If I don't want Hillary Clinton bringing communism to the United States, you're a misogynist. You don't want a woman in the White House. If I attack Alexandria Damasio-Cortez for her 29 years of age and her matching IQ, I'm misogynist and anti-Latina. She gets double protection. You can't criticize her. She's a woman. And she happens to be an ethnic minority. You just hate ethnic minorities. If I criticize Sharia Tlaib or Jihad Omar, I'm anti-Muslim. This is just strict anti-Muslim hatred. They enjoy protected statuses. And now Ayanna Presley has joined the squad, the African-American freshman from Massachusetts. She's black. Criticize her for anything that she says, lying about the border, lying about President Trump, lying about Vice President Pence, retweeting photos of President Pence, uh, standing at the uh, border facility that he toured and then putting it, juxtaposing it next to a picture of, um, who was it? Which Nazi was it? Now I can't remember. I, it wasn't Hitler, but it was one of, uh, one of Hitler's uh, top uh, henchmen standing uh, in, a, in, a, in a death camp. And that's okay. If you criticize that, you're a racist. This is simply staggering. So all of them, these Democrat women, all freshmen, who have no earthly idea what they're doing in federal government, who think that they can come in and run the country by way of their social media accounts and their little viral videos and their pot shots at the president. They have a few pot shots taken back at them by the president, and it's the president who's at fault. No. No, I'm not going uh, to join my friend. 
uh, Hugh Hewitt in condemning the president for what he called nativist tweets at these women. I'm going to acknowledge and give the president a bit of a pass here. I'm going to give the president a bit of a um, benefit of the doubt. Sometimes it just becomes too much. Sometimes it is just a bridge too far. The nonstop Hitler comparisons, the nonstop allegations of racism, the repeating of long debunked lies about things in Charlottesville and about very fine people on both sides, sometimes it just piles up too much. The supporting of American protests of lawful ICE deportation roundups. The storming of American American government buildings, the storming and the tearing down of American flags while raising the Mexican flag. Sometimes it just gets to be too much. Sometimes you just want to fight back. Sometimes you just want to punch back. And sometimes when you punch back, it goes a little bit maybe further than you intended it to. You didn't make very clear which person you were talking about. And that is exactly what happened here with the President of the United States. He simply fought back. Here's the three-tweet storm from yesterday that is in question. If you did not hear it, if you didn't listen to Hugh this morning... The president tweeted yesterday, This he's got many, many, many tweets since yesterday and really throughout the entire weekend and through the morning so far. And I'll try to catch you up to date on, on them as much as I can. But this is where the outrage that the PPO is centering itself right now. The PPO, for those who don't know, is the party of perpetual outrage. They are outraged at the president for these three tweets, quote, So interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Then come back and show us how it's done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. With that last line, the president, of course, trying to capitalize on the infighting between uh, Alexandria Damasio-Cortez and and, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the speaker. They've been fighting over this. And yes, Cortez played the race card against Pelosi, too, even in her own party saying, how dare you criticize me, I'm a woman of color. How dare you criticize us, women of color. Why are you singling out us for criticism all the time? We are women of color. There it is again. Protected class status. To the content of the president's tweets, which have just set the Internet on fire because of the PPO. I mean, you should see the the trending hashtags right now on Twitter. Hashtag racist president, hashtag Trump racist, hashtag Trump is a racist. I mean, they're just all over the place. This is racist for the president to criticize these women. 
Now, to the content here, the president obviously was off a little bit because only one of the four that he was probably referring to, which would be Ilhan Omar, it was actually born outside the United States. Rashida Tlaib was born in the Islamic Republic of Michigan. Uh, Ayanna Presley was, I don't know where she is actually from. And uh, who's the other one? What are we talking about? AOC, uh, Tlaib, Omar, and that was it. And, and I mentioned Tlaib. So yeah, Ilhan Omar was, was of course, the Somali a refugee who came to the United States as a child and um, proceeded to grow up in this great country, taking advantage of everything that it offers her and everyone else to rise to a very high prominent position, only to then turn around and trash its existence, trashing it and its allies. That's who he was focusing on here when he said, you know, why don't you go back to your country that you came from, the one that you had to flee to get to this great nation, fix things there. And I think what the president was doing, too, is speaking with a, you know, in a broad sense here, on a macro level, saying, look, all of these people flocking to the United States from all of these countries that have unstable governments, that have... Uh, you know, all of the problems that they do with poverty and, uh, and, and uh, unwilling or unable to care for their people, et cetera, et cetera. All of, this, all of these countries that continue to send all of their um, illegal immigrants and phony asylum seekers to the United States, that's the president's larger picture here. And that is, instead of you outsourcing your poverty to us, and then speaking to these women, to Cortez and Omar and Tlaib and Presley, and all of the leftists who continue to refuse to close the asylum loopholes which will stop this massive non-stop flow of border crossers. He's saying to them, you want to bring all of these people in here? How about you let them fix their problems back there or go assist them? Then they won't have to flee and then come here and become burdens on the United States, overwhelming our resources overwhelming our ability to to take care of the impoverished and people who are in need of a hand up already here in the United States, otherwise known as American citizens, legal residents, legal visitors. That's the president's larger picture here. Go fix it in those countries rather than coming here and trying to change how our country is run. The president's message might have been clunky, The president's message might be painted as being racist or misogynistic against these women, but the president's message isn't either of those things. Well, it is clunky, but it is not misogynistic, it is not sexist, it is not racist, it is not xenophobic. It's accurate. How about you go and help fix those broken countries, and yes, Ilhan Omar, to you specifically, not to the other three who were born in America, But your country of Somalia is one of those with these kinds of problems. Instead of importing their problems by way of their poor, then how about you go there and export some assistance? Go and help them. Teach their governments how to be run, rather than telling us how to change the government that has led, led us to being the greatest nation in the history of human civilization. I want to hear from you in this hour. I want to hear from you right now, as a matter of fact. 216-901-0945, Do you have a problem with what the president said? 
Do you have a problem? You know, Hugh said it was nativist language that he shouldn't use. I disagree with my good friend Hugh Hewitt on this one because I don't think he was trying to be nativist. I think he was trying to prove a larger point. Do you have a problem with what the president said? And how do you feel about all of these women, these particularly these four, but bigger picture, all of this cesspool of candidates as well, you know, the Gillibrand and Warren and uh, uh, Kamala and the, uh, all of the rest, and even the men too. But all of these leftists calling the president everything but a human being, calling him Hitler, torturer, uh, uh, you know, family killer, and on and on and on down the line. Is it okay for the president to fight back once in a while, or must he sit there with his lips sealed and his fingers silent or fingers not moving and accept this with grace? 922, dial now. Tell me whether or not you're upset with the president on this. Did he make an error, or or, do you have his back? Because I'm going to support him on this one. I criticize the president for tweeting things that he shouldn't tweet on a semi-regular basis. You know this. You know every time I talk about Donald Trump, I am being 100% honest. I have criticized him for tweets in the past that I thought were ill-advised. I am not criticizing him over this one. 216-901-0945. Join me on the Bob France Authority. Bob France, here on AM 1420. The Answer. It was Himmler, by the way, not Hitler, as I said. I knew it was. I, I was talking about the picture that uh, a lot of these women and the rest of the Democrats are, are tweeting. It's a juxtaposition. It's a side by side of of um, Mike Pence touring one of the detention facilities at the border and a Hitler henchman, one of his uh, uh, his his top uh, co. I don't even know what you want to call them. I mean, I really don't. These, these, are, these are the architects of the Nazi war machine. I didn't know if it was Eichmann. I didn't know if it was, uh, if it was Himmler. I didn't know who it was. But it uh, turns out, according to my friend Khalid, who texted me, it said it was Himmler. So that's the picture they're floating around. The president's supposed to just take that. That's okay. That's okay. Compare the president and the vice president to the worst mass murderers in American history, and that's okay. But the president isn't allowed to say, you know what, uh, to Ilhan Omar, go back to your country and fix that one first. Then when you become an expert at it, you come here and tell us how to run this one, uh, because that would be racist. Navy man Norm, you're running in 1420. The answer, go ahead, sir. Well, you're speaking to a Caucasian racist. Uh, I believe the president was spot on, Bob, and I'll tell you what. It's okay for uh, Talib to call him an MFer, isn't it? That's okay. They yeah. laugh at they 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 celebrated that. They had it on all their wonderful stations, CNN, MSNBC, and they they did it gleefully. Well, guess what? I'm from the school of you hit me with a fist, I'm going to hit you with a club. You hit me with a club, I'm going to hit you with an iron. I'm not taking it, and nor nor should the president. It's it's that simple. My my thing about turning the other cheek, uh, it doesn't include the cheek on my face, and you can believe that. I am so sick. For two years, they have put this man through hell with their investigations, with their slander, with their curses. They're reviling him, reviling the first lady. They've called her names. They've called his children names. And he's supposed to sit by and just play kumbaya and, and play with them. No, no. Uh, it's time that somebody stood up, and we like him for the very fact that he stands up to them, and they can handle it. They can dish it out, but they can't take it. Um, 
I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel. Maybe it's not a Christian attitude, Bob, but I've had it with these people. I am sick of their politically correct stuff and their racist uh, calling all the time. They don't know what a real racist is unless they look in the mirror in plain English. But when they talk about people of color, Bob, guess what? You're a people of color, and I'm a people of color. We're white, and white is a color in my book. So when they talk about their uh, people of color and their compassion, where's the compassion for the American homeless? Where's the compassion for the people that live in Appalachia? Where's the compassion for veterans, disabled veterans? Where's the compassion for the newborn that they want to kill on the first day that they're born? So I'm sorry, Democrats, you can save your tears for for whomever. Uh, We're behind the president 100%. Navy man, Norm, my friend, I'm going to let your words end the segment. Very well done, sir. Back after this. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five is the number to join us this morning on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. We're asking a simple question: Do you condemn the president of the United States for his three tweet barrage aimed at the four? Uh, low IQ, uh, unqualified Democratic Congresswomen who think they are running this country. They have been in office literally for what? Nine months? Eight months? Actually, they just took their terms in uh, January. So seven months is when they took their oaths. In January, uh, they think they're running this country. They literally think they're running the country. They're telling the speaker what to do. They're telling the president what to do. The president let them have it president's being called a racist because they're all women of color that's why of course they band together so that they can use their skin color or their ethnicity or their status as women uh as a a defense as a shield a protective coat of armor if you will the same way barack obama once did you can't condemn and criticize me i can call you hitler i can call you racist i can call you torturer i can call you a dictator a tyrant and a homophobe an islamophobe i can call you anything i want to and you take it white man but you turn around and fire back at me, you are a racist and a misogynist, because I'm not white nor man. This is how they operate. Cortez tweeted this morning, Damasio Cortez says, quote, it's important to note that the president's words today, t- yesterday, I mean, uh, telling four American Congress women of color, there it is, automatic defense to go back to your own country is hallmark language of white supremacists. Trump should uh, Trump feels comfortable leading the GOP into outright racism and that should, should concern all Americans. It's not racism. The only one practicing racism here honestly is you, Damasio Cortez. You just don't understand it. And this is by the way what the the kind of sentiment in this country that they have fostered. Yesterday we were supposed to see the beginning of ICE enforcement deportation forces, I will not call them raids, uh, around the country in 10 cities to target 2,000 individuals who have already had due process, already had their lawyers, already saw judges, and were ordered, final deportation orders were given for their removal. All across this country yesterday in big cities, particularly those where there is a high population of those illegal immigrants who were supposed to be moved out, um, leftist mayors coercing their police chiefs, particularly in Los Angeles, uh, announced that we are not going to allow it to happen. Mayor of Chicago said, 
We're not going to allow federal officials to, uh, to access our, our criminal databases so that they can find these illegals that are here with final orders of deportations. They weren't going to let them access the database. They never will. The mayor of um, Los Angeles, Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles put a video online alongside his police chief saying, we're not cooperating. This is not happening. We side with the, and we have to point out, it's not just illegal aliens, criminal illegal aliens. We side with them over the law and law enforcement. I want you to listen to Mayor Eric Garcetti's message. I'll go right back to your phone calls. But this, by the way, is being fostered by whom? By Damasio Cortez, by Jihad Omar, by Sharia Tlaib, and by Anna Presley, among others. The primary drivers of all of this, the ones with the biggest mouths and the smallest minds, are the ones who are pushing and fostering all of this rampant lawlessness and this hatred and disdain for law enforcement. We've all heard reports that the Trump administration is threatening to round up and deport thousands of immigrant families in cities across America this weekend. Not to mention he's a liar. Immigrant families? No. Illegal immigrants who have committed other crimes who have been given final orders of deportation. But don't let the facts get in the way of your narrative driven by your colleagues, the freshman women in the House. Continue. No matter their immigration status, I want every Angelino to know their rights and how to exercise them. Remember, you have the right to remain silent. You don't have to open your door to an ICE agent that doesn't have a warrant signed by a judge. You have the right to speak to a lawyer before signing any documents or speaking to law enforcement. They have already spoken to their lawyers, you pathetic anti-American piece of dung. And if you need help finding an attorney, you can call 311 and learn more about our Justice Fund and other resources. They have already had due process and hearings before judges represented by counsel, UPOS. That's by the way, perpetually outraged at society. ...that offer legal support, and whenever possible. Keep a record of everything that happens. Take note of an officer's name and badge number, of when and where you're being questioned, so you can use that information in your own defense. And most importantly, I want you to know you do not need be afraid. Your city is on your side. And re- your city. Your city is on your side? This is not their city. It's not their state. It's not their country. They have been ordered by a judge to leave. They have broken American laws in a multitude of ways. How are you calling this their city? Rest assured, here in Los Angeles, we are not coordinating with ICE. All right, that was the mayor. We are not coordinating with ICE. And to underscore this, here comes a man wearing a badge that can only be decoration because it absolutely cannot mean anything the chief of police in los angeles is a fraud he's a fraud he's a prop he's not law enforcement because he is here to tell you that we will not enforce the law our police force does not do the job of federal law enforcement so i want to reiterate what the mayor just said the los angeles police department is not assisting ICE in any way. We will not enforce immigration laws that are civil in nature and that fall under the jurisdiction of the federal government. Immigration is a federal matter. Safety is a police matter. Every individual who is being targeted for deportation 
chief hack. Every one of them has committed not a civil violation, but a criminal violation. It's why they are called criminal aliens with final orders of deportation. You say you're there for safety? Why aren't you protecting the citizens of Los Angeles against these criminals? And by the way, for those who do not know, do you know who, statistically speaking, is the most likely to be victimized by a criminal illegal alien? Are you ready for this? Other illegal aliens. Statistically proven, the vast majority of victims of crimes by illegal aliens are other illegal aliens. So if this guy is so adamant about wanting to protect illegal aliens in Los Angeles, then why don't you deport the people who are victimizing them? The criminal illegal aliens that live near and among them. All of this, all of this that we have seen over the last two days, has been fostered by those four big-mouth, small-minded freshman uh, representatives. On Saturday, let me give you let me give you an example of how they've done this. On Saturday, at uh, an event uh, called Net uh, or held by Netroots Nation, Jihad Omar from Minnesota questioned the patriotism of whom of American citizens, not of illegal aliens storming our border coming into our country, tearing down American flags and raising Mexican flags, which also happened over the weekend, they're not the ones whose Americanism and patriotism is being questioned as they salute the Mexican flag. It's American citizens whose patriotism is being questioned by the likes of Jihad Omar. Something that I I get criticized for all the time. It's not what you think, so don't, like... (laughs) Don't gasp. Um, It is that I I am anti-American because I I criticize the, the United States. And I, I, I believe... As an immigrant, I probably love this country more than anyone that is naturally born. And because I am ashamed of it continuing to live in its its hypocrisy, that I work so hard to make sure that others who've had... um, that like why just be American why don't you be more like an American can continue to say that why can't you be more like an American because it, it used to be a very positive thing um, we export American exceptionalism the great America the land of liberty and justice that is you know if you ask anybody in uh, walking on the side of the street somewhere in the middle of the world they will tell you America the great but we don't live those values here. We don't live the values of American greatness here. She probably loves this country more than anyone who is naturally born here. She came to this country as a refugee from Somalia, was taken in, protected, educated, given opportunities she never in one billion millennia would have gotten in Somalia, and she spends her days 24-7 
criticizing the country that gave it to her. Think about that for a moment. And you wonder why they're running Mexican flag, uh, flags up American flagpoles. Um, let's see, who's waiting? Carol has been waiting patiently in Parma. Uh, thank you, Carol. Go ahead. You're on the air. Thank you. Uh, I have to express an opinion about these women. They do not represent me. Uh, when when you hire somebody to, oh, my goodness, when um, when you're working for somebody, they're paying you. We're paying these people. They are, they are getting their money from us. We're not getting money from them. And if somehow they lose the fact that, that they're working for us, but they're not doing any work. Not for me, not for you, not for any of us. And they have pulled women down so far. These women in this Congress, I would never vote for a woman. I would never vote for one. This is not what we wanted back in the 60s and the 70s. This was not the type of people we wanted, the type of women we wanted in our government. And I'm an, I'm an, I was in that process. And I, I, these women, I, I, I'm so frustrated by this. And the fact that there's no respect for the Congress, there's no respect for the Senate, there's no respect for the President, there's no respect for our flag, for what our nation stands for. There's no respect for women. And they're pulling it down further and further. When Why can't we fire these women? If we work at a job... And well, the only, the only doing... people who can fire them, Carol, though, are the people who elected them. It's got to be in their district. They're the ones who have to, uh, uh, you well, know, have to, we, have to vote we, them we out and realize someone, they made a we mistake. We get paid. We get fired. If people don't like us, we get fired. Now, what is the matter with us? What What is the matter that we're listening to you, we're listening to all these talk shows, but... No one is actually doing anything. We should be up there. We should be knocking on that Congress door and saying, you're out of here. Goodbye. Well, I don't disagree, Carol, at all, and I want to thank you for your phone call. I don't disagree at all. We ought to be telling our members of Congress to uh, uh, to clean up their ranks and uh, and to take the appropriate steps. But the bottom line is there is such a thing in this country called the majority and the minority in Congress. And when your party has the majority because you won more elections in these district levels, then the other side is you get to make the rules, and they're not going to bounce their own members of Congress out who are advancing their own agendas. So we can call our congressmen all we wish and tell them, hey, we got to we got to do this, we got to do that, but they're very limited in what they can do because of the minority status, meaning in number, of course, not in ethnicity, in the House. Willie is in uh, Shaker Heights next on AM 1420, The Answer. Willie, good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Willie. Yeah, I'm, I'm neutral. You know, I'm a, I, mean, I believe in America. I'm, I'm, I'm an Air Force veteran. God bless you for your service. Thank you. And during Vietnam. Even more and so. Thank more, you, sir. We come back and we got treated like dogs. So what I'm saying, uh, the Air Force is going to be a team leader. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Continue, please. That's what this country should be a team. We work as a team. Right. And I mean, I like a, a cross-section of people. You know, like you, Bob, mm-hmm. you could be honest opinion. But back in the day when I was down in Mississippi, you had people come from uh, other countries, foreign countries, tell me to go back to Africa. And that's crazy. I was born in America. Well, I, think, uh, I appreciate you giving me a chance to talk. So, can you comment on that? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, that that's horrific. Anybody who's going to tell you just you know because they don't like your skin color is that why they would say that to you? Or are they saying go back to Africa? Or was it because yeah. they were just targeting you because of the way you and other Vietnam veterans were treated when you came back? It was a combination. It was ignorance. Combination. It is. It's all of the above. Yeah, it is all of the above. If anybody says that to you, you know, go back where you came from just because they don't like how you look, well, how dark your skin is, how light your skin is, or as you say, because you you served your country with honor and dignity in a war that a lot of people did not like. Uh, that is ignorance, and that is terrible, and I would never condone such language. But what oh, I would say, way, Willie... Bob. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was oh, going to say what I would say... I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you wanted me to go ahead. I'll tell you what, you finish your thoughts there, and I'll respond here, and then I'll get into a break. Go ahead, what's okay, your last I want, I want to tell you about an American hero. His name was uh, Al Dog. There was a, back in the day, they said, you asked for a man to flew over a kite over Lake Erie. Um, okay. Yeah, he was on the U.S. for it. Uh, his son died in Vietnam, saving other people uh, from a landmine. Mm-hmm. And he, through sacrificing himself, he saved other people, and that takes a lot of nerve. Yes, it does. You know, so yes, that's it what does. It about, you know, sacrifice for each other. That's American pride. You know what that is? That is a, it's a, it's love of country and it's love of your fellow man. And you're right. Those well, that, is, that is what a real hero is. That is what a real hero is. I could not agree more. Willie, I want to I want to say this though in response to what you said, okay? And I, and thank, keep listening. I'm going to let I'm going to disconnect the call, but keep listening. Um Somebody says to you, go back where you came from, go back to Africa or something like that because of your skin color. That's racism, blatant and pure. If people are somehow comparing, maybe even you, if this was your point, comparing that to what Trump said to Ilhan Omar, which is go back to Somalia, um, it's a false comparison because he was very specific in his, in his comments saying that your country that you came from stinks. Terrible government, terrible uh, conditions for the people there. If you think you're so smart and you know how to run a country, go back and fix that one. It's not get out of here because you come from there. It's go back and fix that one. He said it specifically. Show us what you've learned about how to fix a government. Then come back here and try to fix this one, which is the greatest government and the greatest country in the history of the world. It's different to say go do something over there before you tell us how to do it here than telling somebody just based on their skin color, and especially if they're mad at them because they were uniformed during a period of time that Americans did not support the war. And I'm talking, of course, about Vietnam. Uh, telling you those things is a very, very different story. I, again, thank you for your service, my friend. I appreciate your phone call as well. We'll be right back. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The Answer. Nine fifty-seven. Let's squeeze a few more phone calls in here before the top of the hour. Who's been waiting the longest? Got to be TJ. TJ, go right ahead, sir. Yeah, you know, Bob. As you know, I'm a Vietnam veteran, also like Willie. Yes, and sir. I would like to remind him of one thing: when we come home, who were the people that attacked us and dishonored us? It was the left, not all Americans, but the liberal left. The same people that are attacking Trump now, and not just Trump. But you, me, anybody that doesn't agree with them. This liberalism is like a virus in our society. It's infected everything. Our entertainment industry, our our schools, now even our churches. I sat and listened to a sermon yesterday, and I pretty much almost got ready to walk out. It was uh, The gospel was about the Good Samaritan. And the priest is talking about undocumented immigrants, you know, like the Good Samaritan. You know, when I left, I told him, I said, you know, maybe next week you'll be a little fair and you'll talk about the mothers whose only child was murdered. 
by one of these undocumented uh, immigrants. And I says, I'll tell you another thing, Father. Isn't it kind of funny? On, on Roundup weekend, did you get your marching orders from the bishop, you know, to give a sermon like this? I've about had it with my I have my no doubt of that. I have no doubt. Yeah, I'm with you, TJ. That is absolutely true. That's one of the biggest problems that I have right now as a practicing Catholic is the leadership in, in the, bish, in the uh, leaders of the diocese like the bishop and even higher than that coming straight from the Vatican. They are absolutely in the Pope giving marching orders to support open borders, to support, you know, no walls, to support uh, uh, free coming and going because that is how, uh, that is the new modern message of the church. Never mind the hypocrisy, of course, that they live behind a wall, or at least the Pope does, uh, in, uh, at the Vatican. Uh, thank you, TJ. Let me get to, uh, it's going to be David in LaGrange next. Hi, David. Go ahead. Okay, Bob. This mayor, along with all the other people sticking up for illegal aliens, why don't they put their money where their mouth is and go hide these illegal aliens in their homes, finance them personally? And Cortez, let me say something about her comparing these detention centers on the border to Nazi concentration camps, along with her and all these pro-illegal aliens being in this country. You know, uh, back in, you know, maybe do what the people did in Europe in World War II. They want to put their money where their mouth is. People gave up their lives to hide Jews from the Nazis. So why don't these leftists give up their finances and take these people to home and hide them from the bad people who well, you know, it, it, that's a great comparison, by the way, David. It really is. And, and I would take it probably even a step further because this is the most frustrating thing. Nobody is rounding up illegal aliens and phony asylum seekers a- in foreign countries and dragging them to our concentration camp facilities. That's how it happened in the Holocaust. They went to foreign countries, German Nazi armies went into Poland and other European nations and dragged people to these concentration camps at the point of a gun and either worked them to death, murdered them, experimented on them, tortured them, baked them, etc. They were literally dragged there. Here in the United States, it's the exact opposite. These horrible facilities that have been, you know, clearly have been uh, uh, expressed throughout the world. You know, the media is, is portraying this, and all the world's media is portraying. Look at these terrible conditions in the not in the um, in the American. I almost said Nazi because that's a comparison they make. They're calling it a Nazi uh, concentration camp system, and it's our American detention facilities. These people aren't deterred by them. They are volunteering to come in, turning themselves in, and then and being put into these centers because they know that in, a, in just a few weeks they're going to be released into the population of the United States. They're volunteering to come to these centers. They are choosing. If you don't want to be put into one of these American concentration camps, you have a very, very easy way to avoid it. Turn around and walk the other direction. Walk that back toward Mexico. And then keep walking, if you wish, back to your home country of origin. Or stay in Mexico. We don't care. Nobody is dragging these people into these camps. They are choosing it. We're going to talk with R.J. Haman of the Federation for American Immigration Reform coming up next hour as well right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.